Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Jesus. Combat Hour. I'm we are brought Hawkins, to you weekly by AllAccessMMA.com. A little bit of feedback there, but... Um... Yeah, it was from my phone. Sorry, I just muted it. <laughs> so again, that was AllAccessMMA.com. Ed, uh, old man boxing. uh, (laughs) i'd say lived up to old man boxing wouldn't you oh man i guess i mean there's so many reasons for that event to kind of like and and the folks that i mean it's not even them so we you know the folks that fight are pretty good to us so i don't i'm not trying to lay a slight on them but (sighs) the triller i mean triller owns fights so I, i mean I don't know. There's no nice way to say that. I mean, they should have they should have just nipped this in the bud. I didn't like seeing Evander Holyfield get blazed. Um, he didn't really get knocked out that bad, and he said he wasn't hurt afterward. But just the whole thing. I mean, even you. I mean, personally, like you were supposed to be there. <laughs> you know. So yeah, uh, the plan was to come on here and give him a bunch of crap for uh, <laughs> on my ticket app. Uh, Friday it said it was cancelled then Monday I went to look for my refund and the event ticket said that it was now rescheduled for September Sunday September 11th 2022 so I thought it was them uh, trying to get out of pain it looks like uh, I did get an email about cancellation today so at least from my perspective hopefully I at least get that money back into my bank account as far as the event goes I kind of said last week I mean it it wasn't going to be a huge show no matter what uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think but uh, I think you almost would have been successful if you just would have done Tito and and Silva. I mean, that's what everybody's really talking about anyway, in yeah. any kind of good light. Um, mm-hmm. And and people are happy for Silva, and rightfully so. And uh, right now, Tito's not the the guy that everybody likes. So I mean, it makes sense that that in Southern California, that easily could have flown. Uh, you wouldn't have had much of a crowd. I don't think they had much of a crowd as it turned out. And I imagine most of the people there probably got yeah. free anyway. Yeah, we said this too on Friday. I know we recorded late Friday the day before, and now we're a couple days after removed from it. But it's it's one of those things where they, they should have just, I mean, like you said, kept it going in California. I mean, look at all the – it's refunds, travel, last-minute travel to – I'm sure – I don't know what kind of deal the Hard Rock threw, you know, Triller and all them. And, I mean, it looks like it just created a whole mess of – um I don't know what behind the scenes, the EAG uh, uh, management, the the uh, PR company that kind of represented the whole thing with Donald Trump uh, appearance being there and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but the person that runs that PR sent out an email yesterday, I believe it was, or uh, yeah, yesterday, telling people that they're done working with Triller. You know, just one statement: we're done working with Triller, and you can print that. Like effective immediately so it, it that was a very angry message to send out to mm. folks that cover you know them and it's just one of these things where it just makes you wonder i know um luke thomas went on on uh morning oh shit a spider fell on me <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here that'll be a nice little clip there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fucking we're talking there he is it's, it's... We're talking about Silva and yeah, yeah. That's a nice segue, but but um, <laughs> where the fuck did that come from? 
the weather's all freaky here, so they're all they're they don't know whether their bugs were going to run inside or stay outside. But um, and then I was saying Luke Thomas on on his podcast, the morning combat thing that he does with uh, what's his face. He was even saying like like uh, everything just looks so shady. He's not going to trust anything that Triller does, and, and and it seems like that just seems to be the case. I mean, the whole thing with you know, how do you license uh uh somebody like uh Holyfield at 58 years old? I saw no evidence of uh, of somebody that was bringing in his A game. You know what I mean? To to a no boxing no match. he couldn't he couldn't even stand in the ring but, without losing but his not even yeah he threw a punch and knocked himself over. And then all the lead up and the workout with him, you know, hitting the pads and stuff. I was just like, no, man, this is not, this is not, this guy's not ready. And even his family was, was, uh, I forgot. It might've been MMA fighting or probably bloody elbow. Cause they like looking for that type of stuff. But you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even his family was like, we're not like, we don't feel comfortable with this happening. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't Triller made a bad decision. Florida Athletic Commission is probably the ultimate one to be blamed for for giving the license. Um, but and I don't his family. I mean, sure, they don't like it. I believe in a individual's right to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. To do. So yeah. I don't have any issue with Holyfield wanting to box. I don't care if he wants to box. So he's 114. If, uh, yeah. if no, somebody he, wants, he you know, what I mean? if somebody's going to give yeah. a license, then then that's on them. Uh, there are people that should be there to protect Holyfield from that decision. But those people didn't make that decision. Um, so we ended up with what we did. Luckily, like you said, he really didn't get beat up that bad. Yeah. He, he, he just missed, you know, that uppercut put him down, uh, but it didn't, uh, it wasn't a full on uh, Ninganu, you know, but yeah. it was close to happening. It was just a matter of time between before Vitor landed something. I mean, no matter how old Vitor is, people forget that he's got that, that speed and that speed, as long as that exists, uh, if that keeps with him in age, he's going to be able to do this forever. He's going to beat all mm-hmm. these old guys. I have a feeling he probably would have done very similar things to uh, to De La Hoya, um, although maybe not as easy to hit like we had, we had talked about before. But I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, not not a great yeah. look. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I just turned the back on the whole thing. I mean, I know Anderson Silva was interviewed and he kind of said it. Um, you know, we shouldn't necessarily, and he was talking about, about uh, Jake Paul, but you know, I mean, this but opens it, the door for guys like him to be able to compete in kind of a more fun mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, I mean, the reality is if Holyfield wasn't hurt, which he claims to not be in, it doesn't, we haven't heard any reports of that. Um, the reality is that we're just kind of being a little bit soft, uh, as fans and we obviously have a responsibility to the sport to try to keep it on the up and up. But, you know, we watch guys get the hell beat out of him. Yeah, no, and, times a week, and it is, you know? I mean, I, and I say this a lot on, on when I do the thing for MMA news.com, you know, it is, it's controlled violence at the end of the day. So you do have to kind of, you can't just shun away. I mean, you, you, I mean, I know, you know, you and I always have the thing, I call you the just bleed guy. So but like, you know, I, I, as somebody that kind of has a, a sense of what these guys put their bodies through, you know, it's like, you know, I get it. Like, like uh, you, you want longevity. You want them to eventually be able to coach and have, you know, and I, I don't, I didn't see that from Holyfield in his interviews. I didn't see that in his, in his prep. And I didn't yeah. see that. Definitely. didn't see that during the fight. And the fact that he said he wants to um, uh, still face Mike Tyson, who not for nothing. I mean, Mike Tyson went, went with uh, Roy Jones jr. Who's not that long retired. I mean, and that he, he, 
you see him hitting pads and stuff, you don't, you don't, you're not worried about him. You're actually still worried about Mike Tyson hitting people and putting them to sleep forever. So it's, it's two different, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, like you said, it's these, it's, it's the individual, it's the athlete. He's got to find something in himself to, to say, why well, he looks like he doesn't want to stop. Um, and as far as Anderson Silva goes, he kind of like, it looked like he wanted to say he was done in the in ring interview, but then in the post fight press conference, you know, like you said, he's talking about Jake Paul and, you know, fighting. I, I, I read it as a misunderstanding uh, during the interview. I know a lot of people kind of thought that he was retiring. I, I read it as just a language barrier where yeah. she kind of asked him, like there was kind she of a was, crossover she the on best, uh, on No, 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 it, it, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't exactly. Uh, I guess that's what they do when you move things last minute. So, yeah. Like, hey, so I, I, hey I you, think you, he got, you're good looking. Get on TV. <laughs> yeah. I think he got confused with, well, we will see you again with, we won't see you again. Mm-hmm. And it, and it crossed up because he yeah. was smiling while he said it. If he was going to retire in the ring, I think it would have been a little bit more of a, uh, you know, different kind of Anderson Silva. But uh, to get to that fight, I mean, I was wrong. I was wrong about a few things last week. Um, but uh, yeah, he, uh, he, you know, if 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 Evander Holyfield's going to fight anybody, I think the only person on this planet I'd sanction him to fight at this point would be Tito Ortiz. You know, uh, we saw slow punches. Uh, we saw. Oh, yeah, I mean, we were... <laughs> I mean, anybody watching that's going like, dude, he's going to get countered, right? Like, and no yeah. matter what fight you ever watch, <laughs> when some dude's throwing right, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, over and over again, you're just waiting for the dude to kind of duck out and and hit him with a hook. And, well, uh, and that's I mean. What you know what say you're saying you talked you mentioned just a little bit ago how we were wrong about a lot of things last week. <laughs> None of us saw him knocking out Tito Ortiz because of that huge head of his. And look what happened. I mean, not only did he knock him out, he like knocked him out. Like uh, that oh. was rem- yeah, that was oh. reminiscent of the way Fedor finished uh, Andre Arlovsky, like just the after effect, the way Arlovsky the final lit- the yeah. final photo on the ground for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I was sure. just like, wow. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean so the positive that everyone seems to be taking away from it is that the, in this little boxing run that Anderson Silva is doing, he's getting to um, get the like go out legendary with wins and finish it. You know what I mean? Like he, he beat a he beat a real boxer and now he beat Tito Ortiz. So you know that it's, that's it's, yeah. It sucks that we didn't get Anderson Silva doing this like after his leg break. You yeah. know, like if we would have got a five six year head start on on this uh, and got a, you know, a 38 year old Anderson Silva instead of a 44 year old uh, where potentially this could be, cause it is fun. Now he's knocking out guys that really, you know, Tito Ortiz needs to never put on the boxing gloves again. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you know, know what? I mean, that's a good example of, of uh, you know, folks, that's a good example of how folks talk about boxing and, you know, the particular focus discipline, as it translates to mixed martial arts versus doing that, like kickboxing and then kickboxing for MMA and boxing and boxing for MMA and wrestling and wrestling for MMA. It's all very different. I mean, Tito Ortiz obviously traded blows a, a lot in his career and his, you know, for, in, against other MMA fighters. But when you remove that and you put yourself in, in the boxing environment, you know, I mean, Anderson Silva was a striker always. So he adapted better and he seems to be doing better. And, and I mean, obviously he's more relaxed and more comfortable there. But um, I, I, I just I, I don't I was surprised to see it. I thought we could at least get a couple of rounds out of it. Yeah, I didn't see the knockout coming um, until it kind of dawned on me. I'm looking at going like, dude, 
if he, you know, this could happen, he's leaving himself wide open. Um, you know, I just, I just look back and go, God dang, it might've been fun to see Vitor and Anderson and maybe even Holyfield and Tito. I mean, we might've actually had in theory, some even, <laughs> even fights. I think Tito probably would have beat Holyfield. Holyfield looked, uh, dangerously inept. In, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and... it sucks to say, cause of the guys, you know, accomplished so much in that sport in boxing, but I mean, he's 58, man. And, and, and you're, you know, you and, and, you, yeah. and you're, you're fighting a, a most likely roided out Vitor Belfort. I mean, it's just like, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he was set up more than anything because there's no, he probably had no idea who Vitor Belfort was. Half these dudes have no idea who these MMA guys are, you know, yeah. um, uh, short of maybe hearing his name in the past. I don't think he had any idea really what he was walking into. He looks at a guy who has no professional or maybe one professional boxing fight in the last 20 years. He sees that the guy, you know, lost his last few MMA fights and, you know, and it's like, I just think that they, they probably get ahead of themselves and he's thinking about what life was like 30 years ago. But yeah. the reality is that, you know, that, it, you know, but I, as far as the whole thriller thing, like I, I feel like it's what we get. It's like, if you watch the full metal circus or whatever with the, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know people boxing, you know, guys yeah, yeah. boxing girls and, you know, and, and out there it's a little different world uh, than, than maybe what combate is putting on. Um, but uh, just, if you what if you pay to watch it, like you got to kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, you know? it's like it's like watching pro wrestling. You don't go there taking it serious, and you know what I mean. You, know, I'm, everyone knows it's pretty. Me and you and I, like, we talk about AEW and all that. Yeah, you, you go there because you want to have fun watching it, but you don't want to. You don't want to be like, oh man, I, you know, like you don't want to see something that makes you walk away and feel like you did something dirty either. But, Correct. But, but Correct. I mean, uh, so. <laughs> I don't. I honestly. I mean, everyone keeps wondering where where does Triller get their money from and all these things. And you know, they one of the other things that they had to postpone, push back that other folks going through what you went through with your ticket issue is a Teofimo Lopez uh, Cam, Cambosis. I forgot how to say his opponent. I always mess it up. But that that's pushed back to uh, next month. And folks are. It's supposed to be here in the Hulu Theater in uh, in Madison Square Garden. And if folks are looking to buy tickets for it and looking for stuff, and it's not posted, so I'm wondering. And then um, I think it was Dan Raphael tweeted. He even reached out to Teofimo Lopez team to ask them what's going on, and they were like, "We don't have travel. No, no one's told us anything." So hmm. I don't know if it's just I don't know what's going on. I mean, again, you should check Dan Raphael's Twitter if you don't know who Dan Raphael is. He's a boxing insider. Got you know he's written about boxing for ages, but. Um, I don't know, man. Triller, Triller's a lot of, it just looks like a lot of funny business over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it is what it, it's, it is what it is now. I, as long as we don't hear guys like Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz and these guys talking about not getting paid, then I feel like the fans kind of get what you pay for. You, 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 you know, you shouldn't be surprised by it. And if you buy another, if you buy the next Jake Paul versus, Masvidal fight or whoever the heck it ends up being, then, then, uh, then, then you should know what you're getting, and uh, you know, and looks like they're getting decent pay per view numbers. I don't expect this one to have much. Uh, this doesn't have. Oh yeah, I didn't even look for that. Yeah. So I don't think this one's going to have a whole lot. I, the Trump thing threw me off. Uh, made no real sense. Yeah. Um, rumors of Obama in the next one just doesn't make any sense. And we talked about this last week, like that can't be cheap. So now you're now on top of canceling your event, giving refunds for the majority of tickets that people bought, 
mm. moving the event, probably losing your license or your and, uh, arena fee. Yeah. You know, and now and, and the thing is, too, I mean, talking about like I, I read that, too, about having Obama in the next one. And they had Trump here for this one. The other thing is, too, I mean, not for nothing like you and I, we don't like to get into politics and all this bullshit. Combat sports is our escape. So when you bring a polarizing figure that from the last four years of politics into the event, you're either going to you're, you're going to, you know, either scare half the folks away or, or discuss them. Okay. I, I put a question up on Quora. It's the most popular question I've ever posted was asking because Trump doing commentary, do you think it'll sell more and buy more? And um, if you check, check my Twitter, um, I posted it the couple of days before that. Cause I posted it early that week and most of the responses were like negative. So I wouldn't be surprised if the pay-per-view didn't do well. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it did. Um, <laughs> I just, I can't imagine it really did. So uh, it would shock me, but you know, that's kind of wraps that up. Uh, hopefully they, they get that circus a little bit under control and, and get, I don't know, when, when YouTube fighters is like norm, norm <laughs> yeah. you know, you're just kind of going. Oh, I got one thing I want to do want to throw at you, though, because, I mean, if if, it, if this isn't going to go away, right? And, no, and I don't it's going to so. be something that we have to probably talk about again. Um, I threw this out there. I don't know why it jumped in my head, but. How do you think a Triller Fight Club with the main event of Anderson Silva under Queensbury rules, Anderson Silva versus Chael Sonnen, would you be interested in, in buying that? Because I have a feeling that Chael Sonnen could sell the shit out of that. I think it could be sold the hell out of. I think that Anderson Silva would knock him out. Probably, mm. um, uh, you know, it's hard to say like Tito because we don't see too many guys get totally face planted mm-hmm. like that. But I, I think, T, I think Silva, <laughs> if Silva went in there and, and wanted to finish Chelsea, and I don't think he'd have an issue with it. I think it works. I think it makes sense. I mean, but I, honestly, after what I just saw, like to me, mm-hmm. Anderson Silva, Vitor Belfort is the fight that like, not yeah. only when I want to watch again in MMA, but you know, we were kind of robbed of that MMA fight. It was, it was a lot of stare down and then a, a, a quick, you know, teep kick to the face or front kick to the face. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of action. And that was during the, the when we thought Vitor was kind of on his run. Mm-hmm. You know, if both these guys can use the supplements to make them feel good and uh, <laughs> get it, get in there and, and go. I, that's a fight that I would be interested in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll do that because they might be two of the cash cows that they can use as MMA stars that can at least be good enough to go on. I mean, we saw what. Askren did. We saw what Woodley did. They might be able to split those two guys up and not want to knock them off. That might, you know, and they might not want to knock each other off. If they can be the MMA representatives and make a ton of money beating YouTube guys or at least fighting YouTube guys, uh, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of rematches once these YouTube guys start losing. That's when really this comes to an end. Um, that's that's so. I mean, I guess it does come to an end eventually if there's not another freak show straight up that comes up through the through the ranks, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like we, you know, we see McGregor melting down on a daily basis. <laughs> I feel like we're closer to him fighting one of these YouTube guys. Than anything <laughs> and Triller, point. right? Like the machine gun Gelly and uh, McGregor at, at the next. Uh, fight club. I mean, it, it wouldn't shock me anymore. They were you already know, doing like... odds the following day afterwards. So yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. The Sonnen thing's cool. I don't know. If, I mean, I haven't heard 
other than some speculation and, and honestly, probably of all the fights that are out there of guys who are known to fight each other, that's definitely one of the, uh, one of the top available ones where you at least know the guys are going to be in shape. Um, yeah. I mean, you knew that with Tito. Tito came in in shape. He missed weight, but ask I mean, him Tito's in shape for his age. His... Yeah, I mean, listen, Tito Ortiz is in shape for his age. As far as his preparation and stuff, he's always impressive there. It's just like, well, again, I mean, it's not MMA. It was his boxing debut, and he definitely would like need to literally take do like six, eight months to a year of boxing training before he takes an actual another you know boxing match yeah it just like i said and i'm no boxer but you you know you can't open yourself up like that just and it could have been any combat sport where a guy can hit you like Mm -hmm. silva just sit there and timed it and was like okay he's gonna pitter pat me six punches his jaws wide open i'm gonna sidestep to the right and yeah, I know, I know, I, I know you know Tito Ortiz deleted the the tweet or the Instagram post or whatever where he was like, "Oh, you hit me in the back of the head, dude." The, the, it's out there in all kinds of slow motion, fast motion. Those yeah. were all jaw and like the second like, one might have grazed the back of the head, but it just the se- he landed the first one really hard, and then he landed the third punch on his way down. The second yeah. one was like one; well, it might have grazed the back of his head, but by then he was already on dream street and, yeah. uh, and it, it was over. And it was a part of a combination. <laughs> like if the dude catches you on the back of the head while you're falling unconscious to the floor, that's on you. That's like turning your, you know, that's what happened with the turned around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember they, they re they, uh, you know, one finally overturned it because of the fighter he's fighting turned his, his head to the punches. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, but uh, Cool to see Anderson Silva win. I'm glad that he's happy. He seems so yeah. happy and in a good place. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind if he just. That's it. Like you're good. Retired. Yeah. Or but uh, this is like stuff like this is what's going to keep him relevant up until if he wants to go until mm-hmm. he's like 50. If he stays in shape, if he doesn't fight anybody that has massive punch power, that's going to put him out cold. Even Vitor's not likely to put him out with a single shot. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he if you know, and, and that's the guys who are going to really scare you is if he decides to go in there and fight a. Uh, you know, an actual, you know, a Tyson Fury or, you know, I don't know who the lightweight yeah. or the cruiserweight would be in that in, in boxing right now, but that's what you don't want is him to get his head above where he's actually at and, and put his life at risk uh, by fighting somebody better than like Cesar Chavez Jr. Basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on from that. We get Bellator back this week. Uh, kind of a, a surprise I want to say last minute, but pretty last minute events then announced for San Jose. Uh, and, and this card was kind of thrown together after we had already known about uh, the next Bellator event. And, and even the, the one after that with, with uh, Fedor fighting uh, and heck you can go farther than that. If you want to get to the Pitbull and, and Quayley yeah. fight, but, uh, but this is one, it looks like your Romero got cleared for whatever the issue was that uh, he had with, uh, with Rumble Johnson. And um and Bellator decided that he should fight Phil Davis. Um, I, I I don't know. <laughs> it does. It, does the fight excite you? I mean, yeah. other than seeing Romero kind of fight, see, it doesn't. Cause I, I don't like, I think, I think Phil Davis is going to jab and rock around the ring and, and Romero is going to get frustrated. And I think Davis is going to win a, a boring decision. I, I don't like I, the matchmaking I, here. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it's not what they, you know, it's kind of like, what are they, what are they going to do? You know, the tournament had to move forward. Romero was in the tournament. The eye issue that he had been removed for, you know, supposed to be resolved. So they're trying to keep him in that mix of light heavyweight. 
which I mean, Phil Davis is ranked number three in the in the uh, Bellator ranking, so mm-hmm. it's kind of his opportunity to you know prove himself to at least be in that mix, or you know, fight your contract out. Yeah, I mean, I happens. totally, I totally understand the um, rankings wise. I understand why Romero would take the fight. I understand all of that. I just don't necessarily understand. I, I just, I maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe, some, maybe Romero. I mean. I just don't see it. I don't think either one knocks each other out on the feet standing. And I just, well, it, it, and we've seen when Romero gets kind of in his, when he fights guys who are a mm. little bit, you know, non aggressive and non, you know, not super willing just to attack. Yeah. Um, I, I just, so, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. It's not, I don't know. Like we had the, with the, the Kazakhstani guy who was in the ACA guy who was in the tournament. Um, he would have been more of a better matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. Even the dude Romero uh, Rumble fought uh, uh, Augusto or uh, yeah, Augusto, right? Or uh, you know that he could have, uh, you know, something like that. Somebody yeah. was going to actually. Well, I mean, you got to remember the Davis lost to Demkov, so this is. I mean, again, it, it's it's a nice way it, to line him up. It all makes kinda, sense that reason, yes. Yeah, even even if they wanted to try to like build up, like say, you know, because it's a tournament, anything can happen. We've we've already seen something happen. To to bring in uh, the the Augusto guy and all these other alternates, mm-hmm. so maybe this this could be the case for making one of these guys reinserting them back into the tournament with these last uh, fights that we have left. So I completely get it. And uh, I mean, the thing about Romero is, I mean, I and you're 100 percent right. Like it, Saturday night, it depends on which Romero we get. Are we going to get the fight the the knockout machine that that's super dangerous in the first round, two rounds, round and a half? You know, or are we going to get the one that tries to play games like he did with Israel Adesanya and, and, you know, make a boring fight? So you're you're not wrong there. No, and I hope I'm wrong. I just, I mean, the other thing is, so like if Phil Davis wins this fight, he's already lost to Nemkov twice. He's already fought Ryan Bader twice and lost to him twice. Um, it just kind of seems like a weird, he's kind of in a limbo place right here. And, and I don't know, maybe this is kind of a way to get Phil Davis out of Bellator. I mean, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm just saying realistically, like, where does he go? You know, a trilogy fight with the two guys who have already beat him it, it twice. It, it's a weird thing. And then Romero. So I, obviously I feel like Bellator is probably pulling for Romero, uh, at least in their, in their minds. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure they threw a lot of money to get him. I mean, his, uh-huh. he, he couldn't be a cheap sign. So, no. I mean, hey, like, like you know, I, of course they're pulling for They probably – Phil Davis has already been there a while. He's already held the title, mm-hmm. won the, uh, the – that one-night tournament, the uh, – Dynamite tournament. The Dynamite yeah. tournament. So, like, it's – they've already gotten their uh, – you know, they've already gotten what they wanted out of Phil Davis when he got there. So now they're hoping to repeat that with, with, with uh, Yoel Romero. And not for nothing, I, I want it too because it's – it's. let me look at the excitement it caused when he signed over there. I mean, that – we got robbed the Rumble versus Romero. Hopefully, we still get that. Um, you know, depending on how Saturday goes and what the next uh, quarter or whatever, you know, whatever's left in the. Uh, uh, I, I hope, I hope, I hope we get something fun out of it. But I'm not even going to try to predict this one. Um, you know, let's just look at the rest of the card. But I mean, because again, depending on the type of Romero we get, it's either going to, you know, it's, it literally is a coin toss. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh... One of your Gracies, one of your boys in the uh, <laughs> in the co-main event, Neiman Gracie returns against Mark Lemminger. Gracie coming off of his tough loss uh, to uh, I want to say Jason Jackson, but I don't know why that name. Uh, not Jason Jackson. It is Jason Jackson. Uh, and um, and Lemminger, 
coming off of a uh, couple of uh, it went over Demarcus Johnson, Demarcus Jackson, uh, following a loss to Amasov and Jaleel Willis uh, in all in Bellator. Um, I mean, I think Gracie wins this fight. Uh, when you look at his losses uh, to Rory and, and Jackson, I mean, mm-hmm. he kind of two guys who. Um, at the time, especially where maybe levels to it. Uh, yeah. I think we'll see it right now where uh, he's probably another level uh, ahead of his opponent in this fight. And uh, yeah. I, I'd like to see it probably rear naked choke finish, uh, you know, mid to later, later round of the fight. And uh, just, I mean, we bring up the uh, fight card from the Bellator, Bellator's uh, website. They have a fan voting thing for the audio listeners that can't see this. Uh, it looks like the fans are voting uh, with us. Agree, ninety percent that Gracie's probably going to win, and of course, I'm I'm thinking he's going to win by submission, just because you know he's a Gracie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the great Alejandra Lara <laughs> faces uh, Deanna Bennett, who uh, who comes over uh, from Invicta, comes over from the from UFC, uh, from the Ultimate Fighter show. <sighs> Lara uh, has had a couple. Uh, tough fights in a row, but, uh, I think she gets on, uh, gets back on the winning streak here and is able to, uh, to, to pick up the victory, uh, you know, coming off the loss to Watanabe, she did beat Vita Ortega in, in what I think was her best performance to date. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I, I thought that, um, I mean, I'm trying to, I, I, I vaguely remember the last fight, but I remember, I remember I, I, I for some reason I thought she was going to beat, uh, Watanabe, Watanabe, Watanabe. yeah, yeah, and it was a really Uh, close fight. It was a split decision. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, usually when it's a a split decision like that, I feel like maybe the law, the L, doesn't feel so heavy to the fighter. But I mean, you know, you know, we'd we'd really have to ask them. Uh, I know they're going to do their media tomorrow, probably. So we'll probably someone, uh, hopefully, someone hears this and thinks of that to to ask because unfortunately, I won't be able to get in on that media day with this stupid return to normal <laughs> but, but uh um this one actually the canadian god james lynch just spoke to karakanian yesterday for um i forgot it might have been all access that he that he interviewed him for so check there to see if it's that but uh oddly enough i mean uh, he, he's synonymous with beltor mma as one of their top lightweights and um this is the last fight on his contract so i'm wondering like if he's trying to re-up with them or shop around i think he told james lynch that he is trying to shop around but um you know a win would make your bargaining chips a little bit bigger right yeah for sure uh i mean i would say a win gives him a chance at the ufc mm-hmm. um it'll be three wins in a row uh a loss probably uh makes him more i mean honestly a lot he probably i think i feel like he's almost done with bellator he's run the course with bellator um to me he'd be almost be a perfect pfl kind of guy um, if they're mm. going to have a million dollars on the line, um, I feel like that's more his, uh, a little bit more of his wheelhouse uh, right now. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he, I think he wins this fight. Uh, Rogers is coming off a loss to Mads Burnell. Um, but uh, I, I think Kanaharian uh, will use his veteran savviness uh, to continue to, to put pressure on and, uh, I think he'll win this fight. Uh, been around a long time, uh, especially in the Southern California scene. So I'm not sure exactly, like I said, where he's going to go. But mm-hmm. I think a win. I think the UFC has a ch- he has a chance for the UFC just because um, 
you know, especially with maybe a, well, with the, with the idea of some European events, uh, Russian events like such, you know, in the future. I know Bellator is going to Russia. I'm kind of surprised he's not on that card, to be honest. Uh, he took this fight on late, no, you know, late notice fight. So, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I think he wins this fight. Um, yeah, and it looks I, like I a do. lot of the fans uh, agree too. I mean, it looks like that he's slightly favored according to the fan predictions of the Bellator website. But so far, so good. I mean, we're kind of the same with our picks. I mean, it's it's kind of hard not to pick the names that we're familiar with on the from the Bellator roster. But you know, um, this fight here. Uh, I mean, this is uh, what's his name's uh, uh, relative, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Leon Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. So he's undefeated Christian Edwards. He's fighting, um, four and one Ben Parrish, uh, Parrish coming off a loss in his last fight, uh, via leg injury. Uh, and then, and then Brian DeBellator, I think Christian Edwards, uh, wins this fight. Uh, I think again, he's a little bit of levels to this, uh, light heavyweight, uh, Built like John Jones, six foot five. Uh, I, I think he, uh, I think he, he manages to. I think this is a showcase fight for him. He's getting on a main card and uh, in the United States on a, on a big fight card. So I think he, uh, I think he does some damage in this fight. Yeah, I mean it's hard again, hard not to pick him, especially. I mean the leg injury that Parrish suffered. Do you remember the extent of it? I don't. Because I, uh, I mean, I just feel like. Um, those are just harder to get over because especially in MMA where you where movement and, and footwork and, you know, all, all that stuff is paramount to, I mean, it's gotta be, that's why you hear about uh, ACL tear so much in, in, um, in the sport as, as a sidelining injury, just because of all the, you know, the movements that do, you know, on top of just not just footwork, but, you know, kicking and the leg movements when you're grappling and it, it's just, uh, it's rough. It's rough, but uh, the prelims. I was looking at them. And just real quick, not to interrupt. Uh, Fabian Edwards is 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 Leon Edwards' brother. This isn't oh. his brother. This is the guy that trains with John Jones. Uh, like That's said, right. Yeah, super, yeah. super built, much like him, and uses his kicks. And uh, like you said, one of the guys that they've kind of been showcasing on some of their prelims, uh, really knocking out a bunch of their uh, their light heavyweights. But but go ahead about the prelims. Yeah, no, I thought I saw another. I mean, I, I was looking at quite a few cards, so I could be confusing them because the Bellator cards are, like you said, they announced but between the time they had off, um, they announced quite a few. So I could have swore I thought uh, Perez was on one of the – it might be one of the other cards that I'm confusing I think he, I think he's on the next one. I think he's on the October the, the Ryan Bader, card. Yeah. Yes, in Arizona. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm confusing, on yeah. So, but these guys might be California, local California guys because usually Bellator fills the undercard with local guys. So I don't know if you recognize any of these guys. I don't. I mean, uh, the Gracie, um, Holland yeah. Gracie is 0-2. So that's kind of a weird thing to see Gracie with no wins and two losses. Other than that, I honestly Alex Polizzi's been around. He's fought there before, hasn't he? I, f- I feel like I've seen him fight before. Name definitely is familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he's fought in Bellator uh, twice, and he was an LFA before that. So, um, yeah, no, the, it's not like I said. This event was kind of thrown together quickly, so I, I, mm. I feel like it's not the. And I'm I'm curious to see what the crowd's like for it. Um, I actually didn't tech tickets, but uh, you know, it's Bellator's back. There is a UFC. Well, what are you gonna do if you're buying tickets for something else that moves to the other side of the country? 
Why would you buy more tickets for the following weekend? Thinking... It's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a weird weird world right now. So yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's uh, off night, so it's usually they Belter usually does Friday night events. Uh, Saturday we have uh, you know they're doing it on Saturday. Belter two sixty six. There's also a UFC fight night, which is ESPN Plus card, and uh, I mean uh, it was it's, it's Lionheart Smith versus uh, Spawn. Ryan Span, and, yeah, and um. And um, I mean, uh, I'm hoping Ryan Smith, uh, Lionheart p- picks up a W, but uh, you know, I mean, he he's another one that it's it's as much as I like him and enjoy watching him fight, it it, it depends on the the version of Smith that shows up in the cage that night. So I don't want to run through predictions on that because we're about to run out of time. But um, and plus it's ESPN Plus, and we all know that I'm I'm against uh, paywalls. <laughs> <laughs> Some quick notes from uh, BKFC 21 on Friday night. Mike Richmond in the main event defeated Dakota Cochran, uh, knocked him down six times before the fight was stopped in the second round. Uh, Eleven bouts, no none of them went past the second round. Uh, all knockouts. Uh, Josh Burns in the co-main event uh, kind of shocked the bare knuckle world with a quick 19 second knockout of Sam Shoemaker uh, landed a jab left hook uh, on the chin. Houston Alexander absolutely obliterated West Combs. I mistaked West Combs last week for Tony Bonello uh, for the face off with, with Shogun it wasn't actually pride. It was elite XC. Uh, so there's that, but, uh, but West Combs has been around a long time in the MMA scene. MMA scene. Houston Alexander dropped him, knocked him out cold, and then and then hit him while he was out unconscious on the ground uh, with a follow up shot. Somehow, uh, obviously, in my opinion, based off the event being in uh, his hometown of Omaha, Nebraska, is why they let him get away with it and not disqualify him. It was clearly an illegal punch and a devastating one to see the least. Uh, Jason High also picked up a knockout. So that kind of wraps up the combat stuff. Uh, I feel like we should give a congratulations to James Lynch and the James Lynch family on welcoming. Uh, baby boy to the uh, to the combat world here. Yes, sir. Uh, so congratulations to James Lynch and best to him and uh, and his family. Um, I think that kind of wraps us up. Check us out always at allaccessmma.com. You can follow the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Ed, that uh, brings us to the end of the show this week, and uh, look forward to uh, next week where we might have some, uh, some audio with an interesting interview if all goes to plan. Yes, sir. Have a good week, guys. You too. Hey, guys. Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and in some, the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again. <laughs>